0: Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Goode.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Happy December. We are almost at the end of 2020 and boy, what a year it has been. I don't know about for you. Well, it seems like every time you turn around, there's a new game that your kids are playing online. Have you heard about Among Us? Are your kids driving you crazy asking if they can download it? This game has been soaring in popularity over the past few months And it's trending on a lot of the gaming forums. Among Us is a real-time science fiction game for multiple players. It starts when 4 to 10 players get dropped into an alien spaceship where they prepare for takeoff. The players are either crewmates or dun-dun-dun, imposters. Now, the crewmate's job is to finish tasks on the ship while the imposters try to catch and kill them. When someone is killed and their body is found, a meeting is called. Now, the crewmates vote on who they think the imposter is, and that person gets eliminated from the game. It's sort of a mix between Clue, the Who whodunit game, and the reality TV show Survivor, but it's geared towards kids. And unlike Survivor, where the person voted off the island is gone... In Among Us, those who are eliminated can stay and help their teammates as ghosts. Now, crewmates can win the game by finishing all their tasks before they're killed or by finding and eliminating all the imposters. Now, the imposters can win by having a sabotage countdown or by killing enough crewmates so that the number of imposters is equal to the number of crewmates. The game launched in 2018, but never really got much traction until the pandemic hit. With so many kids at home and getting bored with their usual games, Among Us did a smart marketing move. It paid some gaming influencers to start talking about their game on their Twitch and YouTube channels. Now The game is free if played on a mobile device and is easily found on the app and Google Play stores. Your kids can also pay five bucks on Steam and play on all their other devices. There are in-app purchases and upgrades available which range from a dollar to three dollars. The app does collect data to use for advertisements and video ads do play after the games unless you pay two bucks to remove them. Now, one of the biggest pros of Among Us is that the games typically last between 10 to 15 minutes versus the other games that go on for hours. The Entertainment Software Ratings Board recommends that players should be 10 or older to play this game. And while that age guideline is in line, there are a few additional things you should know before making a decision on this game. First, keep in mind there is violence in the game. Yes, it is cartoonish, but you still see blood splatters and other related gore. Now the next consideration is that the game also involves lying and finding liars. So your kids should be old enough to understand the difference between lying in a game and lying in real life where there are real consequences. Next, there is no way to disable public gameplay where your kids can play with strangers. Your kids and their friends can create or join a private online game and share the code with others they only know in real life but again, they can skip that and go straight to playing with random strangers from across the world. There is no setting as of right now for you to remove the public play option. The last thing to consider is the game does have a voice chatting option, which you can censor to block out profanity. And unfortunately, there is a lot of it and there is no moderator. Now, no one is checking the content or filtering the content in these, in these games, so just beware. Now here's a teen's review of the game from November 14th on the Google Play Store. Jolene gave it a one star and said this, I did like this game, but there are some people who take this game way too literally, and they're threatening to kill people in real life if they don't take their side or play the way they want. I was just playing and got called a bunch of names because I stood up for another player who was getting called out because of what their player's name was. So there's a real live teenagers review of the game. I would recommend that if you're gonna let your kids play this game, that you should play the game a few times on your own so you know how it works, especially for your younger kids. Now, while we're on the topic of games and gaming, I wanna do a quick review of the PlayStation 5 for those of you who are looking at getting one of these for your kids or your spouse for Christmas. And before I jump into this review, let me say that I realize that they have sold out as a Black Friday. There are people selling these on eBay and other sites for sick amounts. And when I say sick, I mean, I saw one listed for $32,000. Now don't fall prey to these scalpers or get taken by a con artist. As of last week, Sony has said that they will have more units available before the end of the year. And trust me, even if you have to print out a picture of this or buy a game and wrap it up, your kids or your spouse will happily wait a short while to have one. So let's jump in. For your older kids and grown-up kids like your spouse, a new PS5 will be an ultimate Christmas gift. And as if that weren't exciting enough, Sony has given gamers a choice this year. You can get a full-featured PS5 for 500 bucks or get the same next-gen graphics without the disc drive for 400 bucks. You know, that's a hundred dollar difference and while the cheaper PS5 may be compelling, I believe the disc version is actually the way to go. Now, personally, I like the way the cheaper one looks. It's smooth and sleek but mom, stay with me on this. I'm not saying that so that you and your kids or your husband can have the bragging rights to say they got the best system. I think that the $500 PS5 may actually save you money in the long run. Seriously, if you've got kids or a husband that loves games, you will most likely be better off. Yes, I know that game discs aren't always cheaper than digital downloads, but the majority of the time they are especially once the game has been out for a while. Game discs tend to run anywhere from $5 to $30 cheaper than digital downloads. That's also not counting the savings if you're thrifty and you buy the discs used. And let's not forget that once your kids or your husband get tired of playing that game, you can sell it either to an individual or to a game store where you can get cash or a store credit so that they can get another game that they want. I'm sure that your kids will wanna have some of the games via digital download, just so they don't have to put the disc in all the time. Because of course, getting up off the couch when you're 16 or 36 and swapping the disc is annoying. Now really, if you think about it, the $400 PS5 digital only edition is really Sony's way of collecting long-term money out of you because the only way to use it is to pay for downloaded games. And believe it or not, there are a few other advantages of having the disc version. When you buy a disc, you can install the game much faster than if you were to download it, especially if you're like me and you have a slower internet connection, or if you've reached your limit and you're being throttled. Sure, you'll still have to download the occasional update, but they're usually a fraction of the size of the actual game. And if you already have any PS4 games on disc, the more expensive PS5 allows your kids to replay those games whenever they want. If you buy the digital edition, you'll have to either rebuy any old games your kids wanna play or stash that old PS4 in the closet so they can play them later. And by the way, just FYI, selling the old PS4 will easily make up the 100 bucks on the disc-enabled PS5. And if for some reason your kids' favorites game ever gets pulled from the PlayStation Store, you'll have the ability to fall back on a disc even if you have to buy it used. Now there is one last benefit to getting the PS5 disc version. If you're a movie lover, the PS5 doesn't just play games. It also plays Ultra HD Blu-rays. Yes, I know. Most of the world is watching their movies via streaming these days, like Hello Netflix, Amazon, and Disney. But, if you have a favorite movie, and you want the best video and audio quality, like you're sitting in the movie theater watching the movie, if you can remember those days, 4K Blu-rays are where the action's at. So, to all my fellow moms listening, even if you're like me and not a gamer, unless you count the occasional Tetris game I play while waiting at the orthodontist for the kids, but you like the idea of enjoying theater, sound, and video in your comfy clothes in your own home, you may want to splurge and spend the extra hundred bucks as a treat for you. Now for you dads listening in, I just dropped a huge hint on how to sell this to your non-gamer wife. As for your kids, well, they'll be happy. No, they'll be jumping for joy if they get one of these for Christmas, even if they have to wait until a few days after Christmas to get it. Now, before we take a quick break, let me give you a few suggestions on how to possibly purchase one of these right now without being price gouged or scammed. First, if you already have a Sony account, log in and register to get on the restock queue you'll be one of the first notified and given the option to purchase when they're available. Now, this is one of the best options, but be warned. Once you're notified and you're standing in the digital line, if you walk away from your computer or whatever you're plugged into on that digital line and you're not paying attention, you can easily miss your turn. It's happened to several people online already and boy, are they mad. Now, the next best option if you have time, is to routinely check online directly with Best Buy, Target, Walmart, and of course the behemoth Amazon. Now there is a rumor that Target will have some PS5s sometime on or right after December 6th. So if you're going to go all in and get one of these, you may want to keep your eyes on Target.com and visit your local store. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for our next topic.
0: Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today.
1: Welcome back. It's December and that means that Christmas is coming. Now for kids, this time of year tends to bring mild cases of anxiety, depression, and FOMO. That's fear of missing out, especially for those who spend any amount of time on social media. I also believe that FOMO is more than just fear of missing out. It's also the fear of not being included, the fear of not being good enough, and the fear of not having whatever nice things they see their friends posting about on social media. Mild FOMO happens all year long for kids, but during the holidays, even adults tend to get a mild case of this thinking that everyone else is having a good time and their life is going awesome based on the social media photos and posts they see. And for kids this time of year, well, it kind of ramps up. Now, if you consider what 2020 has been like for our kids with COVID lockdowns, virtual schools, no vacations or trips well, it's been a mess. Kids who normally would spend an hour or so scrolling through their social media are now spending three and four hours online just to hang out with their friends. While I get that, what I'm seeing and what others like counselors, psychologists, and doctors are seeing is that a greater number of kids right now are battling severe depression and anxiety the reported suicide attempts for kids has tripled since January of this year alone. While social media isn't the only factor in depression and suicide attempts, based on the kids I've talked to and worked with, it is a huge driving force behind their decisions. Now, I'd even go so far as to say that social media plays a big part in college-age kids considering suicide. Most of the kids I talk with especially the 8th through 12th graders, they all seem to voice the same feelings, which are, I don't fit in. My parents aren't letting me play that game. I can't spend that amount of time doing videos for TikTok. I don't know about the cool stuff my friends are seeing on TikTok and I feel so left out. It's just like a reoccurring theme. Now, I know to us adults, it seems silly. But for your kids, that is FOMO. The easiest way to explain it is this. It's intense digital peer pressure. Similar to the peer pressure that you and I may have felt for not having the cool clothes, the cool parents, the awesome car, or being in with the cool crowd. Except for your kids and my kids, it's coming at them mostly in a digital format. And they carry that format with them 24-7 every day in their pocket. It's always front and center in their face. In fact, the app developers create their products to exploit that exact emotion. That's really why your kids, and possibly you, feel that constant need to be online and on social media. Yep, that sounds downright depressing, doesn't it? And that's because it is. Now, I thought with the holidays right around the corner that I would give you five tips, and I mean practical tips, not pie-in-the-sky things. These are things that you can pick and choose from to use to help your kids make it through the holidays and possibly through the rest of their lives with less FOMO. You notice I didn't say no FOMO, and that's because I don't think that's possible. Why? Because if you think about it, we all, even us adults, have FOMO crop up. Now, I'm going to be real here. When I see one of my friends just got a new cool car, I get a little FOMO. You know, that feeling that's, you know, oh, that's so awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, how come I'm not getting one of those? Why am I not doing that? That is the adult version of FOMO. All right, now that I've told you all my kryptonite and it's cool cars, let's dive in. So number one, schedule technology breaks for your kids. If your kids are on social media, they have got to have a break. And if left to themselves, they either won't take one or they'll consider that 15 minute shower they take, that's their technology break. This driving need they have to always be online is detrimental to their mental health. Unlike most of us adults who may get on social media and just lurk around and post occasionally, well, that's not how it works for your kids. For them, there's so much pressure to not only be on all those platforms, but also be active on them. One of the downsides of social media for kids is that they're able to see what everyone else is doing at all times. You know, where they are, what they're eating, who they're hanging out with, what's the cool new thing that they've got. This always on is one of the main drivers of FOMO, especially if your kids see their friends together and they weren't included. This can be detrimental to their self-confidence and their self-esteem. I encourage you to make the break device-free. No games, nothing that has to do with the screen. Have them read a book, draw, write, play an instrument, garden, anything that doesn't rely on the internet and a screen. Number two, teach and model the joy of missing out for your kids. I hear you. Seriously? The joy of missing out? Yep. For example, consider the joy you get if you've got a pet and you spend time playing with the pet instead of reading or watching the news, which is full of tragic events of the day. You know, the robberies, the shootings, the deadly car accidents. The difference between tip number one of taking a break versus this tip is that you wanna find activities that you and your kids enjoy that are phone and device free and spend time doing them. This tip isn't just about taking a one hour break. This is about creating habits around activities that bring you joy and happiness. The things that make you feel good, like exercise, hiking, volunteering. Things that are real life activities instead of online activities. So as an example, for me personally, I like to play with my, my dog. I have a Maltese and I also like to walk through my garden. That's like my favorite thing. That's relaxing to me. That is a break. Moving on to tip number three, teach your kids what FOMO is and how to shake its grip on them. Honestly, this one is a tough one because you may have to admit to your kids that you're human. I know our teens think we don't understand and our younger kids think we hung the moon and we're infallible. It's great to explain to your kids that FOMO creeps into their mind because social media allows people display what they are up to and only show the perfectly edited and scripted shots that makes them feel that they're missing out on activities and they're really not. You know, in our house, we call it the highlight reel. You know, where you only get to see the highlights of what people are doing. You don't see the down moments, the off moments. An easy way to explain this to your kids is to be real and honest with them and show them something or explain to them something that you've seen that you felt FOMO about. Again, for me, I go back to my car example because that's my kryptonite. This does two things. One, it lets your kids get the example without you zeroing in and bashing on them or their friends, which always backfires, by the way. And two, it shows your kids that you are human and you aren't afraid to admit that even you get FOMO. You can then talk to them about how you overcome those feelings of FOMO. Whether it's you remind yourself that, oh, you know, you're only seeing the positive thing or that, well, that's great for them. They just got a new job. They should absolutely have that car. And I have different goals right now. That's not in my plan. You need to walk them through how you get over that FOMO. Now, a side note here, FOMO does affect kids' mental health. So if your kids are displaying signs of depression, mood disorders, and loneliness, Don't just shrug it off as a phase. You may want to investigate and ask some questions. You may also want to dial back the time they're spending on their screens and social media. Tip number four, establish rules for where and when devices are not to be used. You know, it's not uncommon today to see toddlers watching movies or playing games on smartphones. It's almost as if it's intuitive for them to swipe left, swipe left, swipe right, swipe right on the phones. In the US alone, children under the age of two spend an average of 42 minutes a day with smartphones or tablets online. Just imagine how much time tweens and teens actually spend online. There've been many studies, over 500, on the impact of social media on teens' learning, creative and cognitive abilities, as well as the impact screens have on their sleep patterns. While the results on the learning, creative, and cognitive ability studies have been mixed, the studies on the effects of screens and sleep all point to a similar result, which is screens used before bed and screens kept in a bedroom at night negatively impact a child's sleep. According to a recent report by the North Carolina Medical Journal, social media negatively impacts the quality of teen sleep. This report shares that 40% of kids, that's teens and tweens, report that they use a mobile device within five minutes before going to sleep, and 36% reported they wake up to check their device at least once during the night. For kids, I would say this is FOMO kicking in. As far as the negative effects of sleeping with a smartphone in the bedroom, I would say that this holds true not just for kids, but also for adults. For most of us adults, it's more about the blue light that's emitting from the screen that can delay the release of melatonin. That's the sleep-inducing chemical in your body that's released when it's dark, rather than the dinging of social media notifications that are keeping your kids awake or the FOMO that's interrupting your kid's sleep. As crazy as it may sound, if you Google blue light has a dark side by Harvard Health, you can read about the science behind why you and your kids should not sleep with the phone in your room. I would encourage you to set rules for devices at home, such as no devices during meals and no using devices at least 30 minutes before bed and no devices in bedrooms at night so that your kids get a good night's sleep. You've heard the experts say, keep all devices in a central charging location at night. Yeah, that's great until your teen sneaks down to get their phone while you're sound asleep. So my advice is this, you know your kids. You'll have to decide if they're trustworthy to keep their devices in the kitchen or if you need to put them in your room locked in a closet each night until they are mature enough to not sneak out and get their phone. You've gotta do what's best for your kids and your family. And last up is tip number five. Which long-term is the best one to deploy, but I'm not going to lie to you, this one takes time and effort, and it is help your kids create purpose in their life and build their confidence in who they are rather than in the likes, approval, feedback, and following the crowd on social media. Now, social media is designed to use the psychology of instant feedback and approval They actually have trained psychologists that are on staff at all of the app companies. This is why social media and the online world promote and showcase perfection, popularity, and conformity. All those thumbs up, hearts, or retweets teach your kids to base their identity and self-worth on how others respond to them on social media. And since social media is pushed as the must-be place for tweens and teens, your kids spend hours every day posting, commenting, and meticulously crafting their online personas, which 98% of the time are fake. Social media is teaching your kids and many adults that to be their authentic selves is not good enough. And it's better to be fake and be like everyone else. Social media also teaches that they never measure up and that the best thing they can do is fall in line and be like everyone else in how they dress, what they eat and who they support and what they believe. That's the only way that they're worthy and accepted on social media. If they aren't conforming, following everyone else or meeting the prescribed standard, they're left with the feeling of FOMO. Now it's hard enough for a lot of adults to deal with the pain and discomfort of FOMO. Kids, your kids, are at risk for developing compulsive social media habits, which can lead to issues with identity development, confidence and self-esteem, depression and loneliness. According to the CDC, suicide rates for kids ages 10 to 14 tripled from 2008 through 2018, and suicide rates for kids ages 15 to 19 increased 75% for the same time period. The only new things are smartphones and social media, with Facebook, the granddaddy, being launched in 2008. While social media is likely here to stay, the best thing you can do as a parent and the best protection against FOMO is to limit your kids' use of social media while providing lots of opportunities to build their confidence and self-esteem through real-life experiences. Kids that are doing real things in the real world will have more confidence in who they are and rely less on what others say or think about them on social media. They will have a strong sense of self-worth, less dependence on social media, and a whole lot less FOMO. I hope you'll be able to take some of these tips, use them with your family, and create strong, independent, FOMO-resistant kids. Well, that wraps up another show. And until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.